Hello, and welcome to this episode of Awareness with Amanda Lynn. I am your host, Amanda Lynn, here to bring you a very open, lovely episode. This week, my guest is Willie Katanowski. He's an author. His first book is called Spiritual as Fuck. And today we're going to dive into his story, what led to him writing this book, getting it on the shelf at Barnes and Noble next to some of my heroes and his as well. And we're also going to hear about his Kundalini awakening. There's, there's so much good stuff in here and Willie and I just hit it off right away and we were not afraid to go go there and chat. So I hope you guys enjoy this and thank you for being present with me in the episode. You know, whether you're listening to me while you create your own art or you're driving or you're cooking, you know, those are all the times I like listening to podcasts and I'm just grateful that you're going to take the time to hear me my guests, and all the fun questions I have. And I want to remind you to always think for yourself. So, are you guys ready? You know what I'm going to ask you to do is take one deep breath in, hold for four, and out for eight. Are you guys ready? Welcome to Awareness with Amanda Lynn. I guess I wrote about that a little bit in in like an intro letter in my book because I I finished it like two or three years before it actually got published. Mm -hmm. And when I finally like contacted the publisher, I was like, oh shit, this is really happening. I'm like, okay, well, do I need to like go through? And I started like rereading everything and like, what do I need to change? And then I realized that, you know, what I had at that time, like I thought it was complete then. And I think like, I'm I'm so different than I was three years ago. Like for me to go through, I think I would have really fucked it up if I went, cause like when it's your art, you're putting something out there. It's just so easy to like overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be perfect. And you get like this illusion in, in your head that that's even achievable and you'll just change everything. I mean, there was times I think in the editing process where I changed things, changed it a second time, third time, fourth time, it's back to what it was originally. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? You know? So running in circles. Yeah. I mean, when you're writing about what you're writing about too, um, we can start by saying, like, your book title is? Yeah, Spiritual as Fuck. Yeah, I love it. I I laughed really hard because um, one of the things I think is great in uh, quality in people is obviously a sense of humor. I truly do believe a sense of humor is, like, a quality of, like, 
divinity. Like it's like something that uh, is pretty powerful. If you cherish it and like uh, hone it in in your life, you can get through life a lot. Like all the stuff that's in the way of your happiness or your joy or your relaxation, even just all the things that can get in our ways of that and having a sense of humor about this experience of being a human, like this experience of what it is to be living. Um, and so when you title something spiritual as fuck, I feel like you're one, you're being, you're obviously being cheeky. Like you're, you're being a yeah. little funny, but you're also kind of saying like that, like you're kind of nailing down an audience for yourself that's going to actually resonate with you yeah you can't take can't take it too serious and i think that's when if you're like new to spirituality and you're just starting to navigate some of these concepts and you you again you you create these illusions in your head right you you make up these stories and you tell yourself that a spiritual person has to be this and you like picture the monks in the caves and you think like that's (laughs) what you need to identify with to be uh, it's spiritual, but that's, you know, it, it, then you, when you really start doing the work and you get connected to actual spiritual communities, it's like, okay, that was all fucking bullshit. Right. So like, <laughs> I can just be myself. And, and ironically, like, I think the only true path to spirituality is really is through, you know, who figuring out who you are and like, what really, um, you know, inspires you and like, what, what, what are you here to do? And like, the only way to, to do that is to be honest about who you are. So if you can't like have a little bit of fun and, uh, you know, kind of laugh with it, but ultimately learn to not take yourself too seriously, then that's when like the real magic happens and you kind of open the door to whatever it is that, that, you know, you're, you're on the path to doing. Yeah, no, I think you summed that up pretty perfectly. I think it also like shakes loose maybe the people that might take it too seriously. Maybe they're not the right audience for you. And it's something I kind of, I think I try to not be preachy about, but like talk about a lot on the podcast and just with friends in general doing creative things is um, you definitely don't want to always appeal to the most people. You want to appeal to like the right people, right? You want to, if you're saying something and it's poignant at all, it's got an audience and there's people out there in this big world who are going to get what you're saying without um, criticism and a negative criticism anyway. And if you uh, put that out there, you know, you're not looking to find, you know, the the yogi serious person to like, no, they're not going to maybe pick up your book, but it's not like you're trying to not have them pick up the book. What you're trying to do is just say like, this is exactly what I want to say. This is exactly my experience and this is exactly my story and I don't think I'm alone and I'm going to tell the truth instead of trying to make it seem appealing. Yeah, is, that, is that true? I, mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you summed it up. You summed it up great. And uh, like, for I'll give an example. I always like to just use actual analogies, but there's like a point in the book where I'm talking about how absurd it is to me that circumcision has anything that's like tied into any religion. I think that's the weirdest fucking thing. Very I, weird. I don't get it. <laughs> Very right. Weird. Now, if you have a problem with the word fuck, you know, you might also have a problem with that being in a book that you read. Right. So by putting fuck right on the title, like it, it really just makes it, you're leveling expectations where they're really, Oh, the, this mm-hmm. could be absolutely anything. And uh, you know, someone who's offended by that, they don't, need to pick it up and yeah uh, it's not for most people them. aren't though you know i i've i've not met anyone who like really gave a shit yeah. about the title yeah um most people are real and are are working on themselves and like just want to 
they just want to hear a different perspective. Yeah, they just want to hear someone else who uh, had taken the time to organize those thoughts and um, maybe they can find some... It can be lonely to kind of uh, ask these kind of questions and have these inner dialogues with yourself. And I think anytime you're willing to put yourself out there and be honest about it and be, and be okay with some people not liking it necessarily. Um, it's, it's better because then you're, then you know that you left it all on the table and you're not, you're not, you, you can't be disappointed if you were honest. Absolutely. And the irony with the word fuck, I mean, it's such like a hot thing or it elicits immediate response, right? Like an immediate reaction to it, no matter what, if you read it, if you hear it, but everybody says it, right? And I think yeah. that that was like, every, there's not a person in the world who doesn't <laughs> use that word, right? I so mean, it's most relatable. people, yeah, most people definitely use it or have used it yeah. <laughs> at least And once. that's, that's kind of what, when I was really early on in my spiritual journey and I was like having some spiritual experiences and I didn't know how to process it. Um, I have a friend, like a really good friend I've known since I was five. Um, he's a physician and I'm like reaching out to him, like, dude, am I fucking schizophrenic? Like what's going on here? Am I really experiencing this? Right. And what ended up happening, like you said about, it's really easy to, to kind of alienate yourself and, and become lonely in, in just in the journey in general. And, uh, what I realized was lacking, like I, I didn't come across enough things that like really spoke in the voice I was ready to hear. I can read just about anything now and it's fine. And I've learned to not, um, expect not really get sort of, yeah. Yeah. But, but at that time I just felt so lost and everything. It's not that it seemed like it was over my head. I mean, I could comprehend it intellectually, but I just didn't feel like I related to that. Maybe you, know you were still I mean? used like, to being entertained by what you spent your time on. So if it wasn't like grabbing you per se, you might have been like not as motivated to keep diving or to keep like answering some of the questions you might have about certain aspects. I just felt like I, I honestly just felt like I didn't qualify. Like I, I, I know my past. <laughs> I know what I used to get into. Right. Like there's no way that I could be like a <laughs> spiritual person or that this would apply to me. You know what I mean? That that was like my biggest hang up to get. Uh, to get it over. And, and just, the, you know, you're reading books by like Deepak Chopra and, and whatever, you know, whatever Tibetan monk with a fancy name that we, I can't pronounce correctly. Like you're yeah. reading all these things, but it just, it seems like, okay, well that's them. This is what they spend their whole life doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, that was like their true self. Ex drug addict party person. Yeah. Like what am I going to, how do I fit into this? You know? And it's like, I, I, I do think like a lot of the, you know, people in like the, the drug communities, I think a lot of that stems from like, you're really looking for answers, but it's frustrating. And again, you know, you get those feelings like it doesn't, this doesn't pertain to me. You know what I mean? Like, so you feel like you're, you Count feel like there is no out. place for you. So, so what do you do? Yeah. You, you look for, you look for ways to alter your consciousness. I mean, your consciousness is your, your spiritual experience. You're experiencing every moment that you're awake, you know? And, and so, how, how can you alter that? How can you explore there, you know, it, it through drugs. And I think in a, in a way, you know, and I know there's like spiritual drugs that people do, but I think in a way that, 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 that's just a longing for, for spiritual connection or a sense of trying to figure out, I mean, what is a spiritual journey? We're trying to figure out what, what the fuck's going on? Why am I here? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't know if you ever find the answer, but if you're going to get derailed, you might as well have some fun, you know, and, and do it on ask, the party path for yeah, a little bit. Right? It's, fun, it's fun to ask the question. It's more fun to ask the question than not yeah. ask it at all. I think I wanted to talk to you about something because uh, some of the things you said perked up and something I've just been kind of pondering lately. It's kind of like a little edgy and maybe might offend yeah. some. So I want to say this is me saying this. I'm not speaking for for you, but if any of it resonates, you, maybe you can add to the this kind of thought or help me unravel it a little bit. I um, feel like in my own experience, there is like, like atheism seems to be like this stepping stone for a lot of people where they can either, you know, stay there in that box where they basically have rejected, you know, organized religion and organized religion, you know, turned them off so bad, whatever experience they had or witnessed, um, or the questions they had to ask about the books that were involved in them were too skeptical for the people who wanted them to join or, you know, be a part of their communities. And I feel like skepticism is actually one of the greatest traits to have when you're um, operating in the world. You know, being skept- being a skeptic about things, I think, only helps you uh, actually find your real perspective and your real point of view. And you're not necessarily just believing what someone tells you, which is, of course, <laughs> probably for the best, especially in the modern era with the Internet. Basically, I think it's funny because a lot of spiritual people I know now were, you know, they would be self-proclaimed former like atheists, you know, they would be like, oh, you know, I spent a lot of years basically, you know, saying no, saying no, like there's nothing, everything's as it seems, there's no, there's no magic, there's no, uh, there's no uh, explanation for all this, there's nothing cosmically aligning or going on for me or anyone and anyone who thinks that, you know, is an idiot and, um, Right. <laughs> That's like a lot of people's perspective. And uh, I I don't definitely am not here to tell them they're wrong or tell because I know that first of all, it doesn't work. It's not going to change their mind at all. <laughs> if I just say, hey, I think maybe you might be wrong, maybe consider something else. But what I'm trying to say is, I've come to this sort of personal opinion where I think maybe it's another box, you know, if you're worshiping the nothingness then maybe you're just as bad as the person who gets handed a Christian Bible and doesn't ask any questions. You're just saying, I've decided this, and I'm not going to have any further questions, and I'm going to roll with this, and this is uh, a shell I'm going to put, box I'm going to put myself in, and if you try to question it, you know, I'm Teflon. I'm not going to break. And I think what's cool is when those people decide to break and when those people uh, have life experiences or personal happenings that maybe make them think differently, whatever way they come about that. I think it's one of the most beautiful things because they then get to start asking the questions instead of saying, I'm not interested. So I don't know if you personally had a story like that. Can you speak to that at all? Like maybe like this, like maybe there is an after step of saying, okay, yeah, this organized religion thing isn't for me. But instead of saying, I figured it out, maybe admitting you maybe admitting that you didn't figure it out and there is more to talk about. Yeah. This is a big theme in, in what I wrote. Um, and it's not, I don't know if you saw the book. It's not very long, you know, it's only about a hundred pages. So it's a quick read, but I mean, that, that was like the big driving factor, my skepticism. Um, and, and really at least in the, in the first about half of the book, I, I'm just, I'm speaking to that. Like I'm going through these things and I'm experiencing them, and you know I'm like stone I'm stone sober at the time. Uh, there's really not there's nothing else that's going on. I have a clean bill of mental health if that exists, 
but nothing, nothing <laughs> in the, nothing in the psych ward or anything like that. Right. And I'm having these experiences and I can't, in one hand, I'm loving it and I'm enjoying this journey. And at the other hand, I'm like, do I really fucking believe this? Like, what does that mean for me? If I, if I'm believing these things now, if I'm, uh, you know, attending chanting circles and, uh, you know, doing just going to Reiki trainings and things like that. It's like, you know, I, there was a big ego thing that was, was, I was experiencing, but I really was a, a devout atheist for a while. And, um, my, my upbringing was, Polish Catholic, which is a thing. You can Google it. There's a, a Polish Catholic church separate from the Roman Catholic church. Wow, Who would have thought? I, I had no idea. Yeah. That's yeah, well, something new. Yeah. I, I love learning new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I did you talk about that in the book as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's not too far off. And then you get to the age where you're like, all right, this church is bullshit. Um, and so, and everyone lied to me as a kid. Like, they don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. Why, why yeah. are you telling me that this is how it works? You don't know, <laughs> right? So then you go through that and like, all right, well, now I'm going to show you and I'm going to believe in fucking nothing. Now there's no yeah. God. So I win, right? Because you got to win. So I went through all that. <laughs> the ego okay. says we got to win. We're winning. This yeah, time. yeah. I'm going to win this. I'll show you. This by, is a safe bet. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you by convincing myself life is meaningless. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who got the last laugh now? But, um, so, you know, then you're, you're in your adult years and you're still trying to make sense of everything. Cause you still have to fucking exist. Uh, so I get to this point where I'm still skeptical, but ironically that skepticism that I held on to as a, as a mechanism of my ego led to me having more faith at, at the end of it, at the end of like, not, I shouldn't say the end cause I'm not done, but at, yeah. at, at the end of the transition or however you want to uh, say it. So I, I'm so skeptical that when I'm experiencing these things and I'm looking at them from all these different angles, um, really trying to disprove it because it, it was a huge, it was a huge thing to process. Like, okay, you've been wrong for a long time and you were kind of a dick about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was tough. It was tough to process all that, but without that skepticism, I wouldn't have the a level of faith that I have now. So for me, it's a, it's a double edged, or uh, it's two sides of the same coin, as they say. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think like to your point, I think it's the same, you know, that it is the same amount of commitment for someone who wants to be, tell everyone that there is no God. This is all random. There's nothing else going on. You don't have to believe in a God, but to, to think that there's nothing else going on here mm-hmm. is uh, like, to me, that's just as big of a stretch as, um, believing God knocked up a chick and like (laughs) killed him and brought him back and whatever that story is. You know what I mean? Like to me, to, to cling on to either of those is, is work. Yeah. uh, I would say clinging on when you're clinging on to any one thing, you're, you're really limiting uh, what you can uh, unlock for yourself and your personal potential. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to stay open and there's kind of levels to it, at least from what I've experienced, you you get something that you really resonate with. You want to see it through. So you explore it, you explore it, you explore it and you build up again, you're always building up a little bit of an identity around what you're into and what you're devoting your time and attention to. Um, And then you got to take a step back because not everything that you just took in is applicable. Maybe (laughs) most of it is, or a lot of it is, and that's great. But now you got to take a step back and realize, okay, well, it, it wasn't all, it's not all factual, right? So like what works yeah. for me, what doesn't, like, where does this really fit into going back to the point I made earlier on about like spirituality, just being really figuring out who the fuck you are, you know, how, how do I tie this back into 
who the fuck I think I am. You know what I mean? Today. And that's, that's going to change every day. Right. If you're, especially if you're doing for the sure. work, like you're not going to be the same person next week that yeah, we for are sure. having this conversation. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like I see a lot of people in a completely non-judgmental way, but I see a lot of people hurting because they are clung to whatever I ideological thing they are deciding is for them and instead of instead of maybe saying you know this isn't serving me it's kind of like the you know just imagine we'll we'll do a fictitious person here you know you're an atheist you decided you believe in nothing you're raised in some sort of organized religion and you know you just aren't interested and then you have a friend who like comes by and says hey i had this experience and i think that I want to keep exploring the mysteries in the universe. I think I don't want to just, you know, not have these sort of thoughts or have this sort of thinking. And I think that they would feel less miserable just asking the questions, not even necessarily committing, but just the self like self-analyzing like if if you're miserable you're saying you're an atheist you believe in nothing every day and you're like repeating over and over to everyone you know your whole family you know every friend you have like if you believe in something you're an idiot and this is how I feel when you're doing that you are making that your reality a little bit you're making your reality there is no magic there's no hope at the end of this there's no hope during this there's nothing to, and it's like, well, of course you're a little miserable. <laughs> like you're you're walking around saying, This is all for nothing. It's gonna be for nothing at the end, and it's all for nothing now. And it's like, how how are you supposed to continue feeling bad and then not taking any advice on considering that maybe something else is for you even if it's just reading yeah. a meditation book i mean for me a lot of my uh journey that i'm still very on i think it, i don't again i don't think it ever ends but right. just started with me being interested in meditation just mental clarity it didn't have anything to do with me being like oh i think i'm gonna you know start questioning all these things it was just like i want to be great at meditation because I know it's going to make me a better person. Like I've heard it over and over again. I know all these people that I know personally and people that I don't know personally who constantly talk about it can't just be saying it for no reason. So it was like, okay, let me start there. And it's so funny how when you quiet that mind and you quiet uh, the things you tell yourself or your brain is telling you over and over and over and over again and you go, oh, I'm done with what you're thinking. Like, I'm done thinking right now. And that thought can come, but I'm going to recognize it for what it is. And I'm going to keep breathing. I'm just going to keep breathing. And I'm going to focus on the breath. So when you're doing a meditation session, it's like a mini version of self-analyzation, right? Like you're having this mini version of being like, huh, wonder why that thought came up. And when you start to say to yourself, oh, these thoughts are just going to keep coming and they're not always even going to make logical, rational sense. And they're also maybe not helpful most of the time. You can't have that realization if you've never taken that yourself out of that box to even just sit down and be fucking quiet and sit there with yourself. Like yeah, if you've never you even done how that. Many stories you, like you don't, until you do that and you commit to it, you don't realize how many like stories you're, you're literally like making up and telling yourself yeah. all day. Like, you, like there's, there's reality. There's what you're experiencing and there's what's happening to you. And then there's this myriad of bullshit that your mind will just make up and attach all these other things. It's like usually scary or negative things to it. 
Um, but it's all, fu- it's not, none of it's real. And, but it's, this is how our brains work. Yeah. It's all um, in your head. I, I do want to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do want to backtrack just a moment to say yeah. that I'm sure in regard to the atheist comment, like, I think we're, we're probably also projecting a little bit, like our experience with other yeah. atheists that can be like, well, in ourselves. Cause I mean, I formally was yeah. like, Oh, there's nothing like, yeah. so I I'm saying that again, not judgmental. Yeah. So I don't want any atheists exactly. listening to like, Oh, I'm going to turn this <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Fuck these guys. Yeah, I, I wanted just to shout say, out like, to the atheists. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not judging you. I just think that you could find something, even if it's, if it's a very science-based meditation practice, like just try yeah. that. Like I'm not asking anything of anyone because I know that all I can do is be like the best version of me and hope that you're going to try to be the best version of you in this world. Like I'm not yeah. trying to fuck with anyone's My favorite beliefs. Ram Dass, uh, <laughs> quote, you know, all I can do for you is work on me and, and all yeah, you can do yeah. for me is, is work on you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's like some, I'm sure there's very like level-headed atheists who aren't negative and have like yeah. a, a real, you know, a, a, a strong belief and, and, even more impressive too, that, you know, if you really do believe that there's nothing going on here, you know, outside of what we're experiencing, um, then to like get up every day and just be a good person is like even more impressive to me. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, when I, when I was going through my <laughs> atheism bout, I, I was anything but decent. So, uh, cause I just, I, I, I took it to a negative place. So I want to read something that I saw on your book. Like I saw like, uh, your, is it your friend Wes is your friend Wesley? Yeah, I met Wes the first day of kindergarten, same assigned seat. Aww, are you serious? Known him forever. Yeah, we played pickleball over the weekend. Actually. Well, there's no <laughs> magic in the universe that made that happen. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, there's eight of us. There's there's eight, or maybe it's ten. I don't know. There's a handful of us who've all been friends for it'll be thirty years wow. uh, come this this August or whenever school starts. So we all met in like kindergarten, and we still. I was texting the group before this conversation. I'll talk to them later very supportive group of guys. We're all like very different. It's, it's really, um, it's wild how that, it's good that for would people. happen. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good to have like a crew of different people. They push back on you, you push back on them and you, and you, uh, love on each other too. And it's like, it's good for people to surround y- yourself with people that actually genuinely like love you, whether or not, you know, you're yeah. saying it all the time or not, <laughs> you know, they're <Yeah>. there. <laughs> this lo- 30 years of friendship too. I mean, we, you know, we're family at this point, but uh, yeah, that's not nothing. I mean, most of your life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'll be 35, uh, yeah. in July. So yeah, it's most, the bulk of my life is He's been uh, telling dick jokes with these guys. <laughs> well, I loved what he wrote. I saw that you put it on the book and it, um, I'm going to read it for the listener. Uh, it's spiritual as fuck is a journey of self-discovery written with cunning intellect and delightful sarcasm as someone who guarded themselves from faith under the guise of being realistic. I believe this book will help even the biggest skeptics reevaluate whether the doubts they are clinging to are really serving them. That's funny because I said the serving them part earlier. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> but allow spiritual as fuck to inspire you on an entertaining journey to trust the universe and discover the power of faith, belief, and the law of attraction. I have two questions here, and you can start on them or talk on them all at once if you want. But yeah. one being, what were the experiences that had you go, um, oh, shit, maybe <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's something going on here that I'm curious about. And also, um, what was it like to have these experiences and share them with your friends and kind of have them again, you know, even if they just read your book, experience you that way? Yeah. Awesome. So 
there was there's a handful of experiences that I that I talk about in this book. Um, the first one for me, and it's one of those. I got to throw this disclaimer in. It's one of those things where once I was open to all this, you can go back in your life and you can kind of rediscover a bunch of experiences that you had and and kind of allocate that that spiritual aspect to it. Um, you know, in regards to certain things happening at certain times that really altered the trajectory of of your life that no matter what was going on, you might have look at it a certain way. The worst thing that ever happened to you, the best thing that ever happened to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, I was having experiences my entire life. I was just, uh, trying I'm to really aware. shutting myself off yeah, to them. Um, but the first experience that I had that, that I was conscious for was very subtle. Um, so I was taking a Kundalini yoga class and just the way I found Kundalini yoga was, was pretty random. Um, I found it through Groupon. I was living in Southern California at the time. And I'm like, you know what I need to do yoga. I want to try it. Like we were talking about trying to start to meditate. Like, I think this would be helpful for me. And, you know, I didn't know anything called about to called to yeah. try it out. So like, I, I'll just start yoga is probably a good spot. Like, you know, those yoga people can, they, they seem can relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they get <laughs> they it. Seem like they've got it figured out. They can teach me. You know, yeah. and so I, I'm like, all right, well, let me let me figure something out. I'm also frugal as well at that time. I, I've gotten over a lot of those financial blocks and, and those manifestation issues that I had, you know, that 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 uh, scarcity mindset. I, I've been able to kind of really work my way out of that. But at that time, not the case. So, like, I want to do this, but I want to spend as little as possible. Right. So go on Groupon. I find this yoga studio. It's like you know, a mile from my house. Like, this is awesome. I sign up for it. Now, I don't know what Kundalini yoga is. I never heard of Kundalini. I don't fucking know. I just thought it's another foreign word. Like a name or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everything else, you know, like I don't know the words of the Chinese (laughs) restaurants either, but I'll still go eat there, right? It was the same thing. I just thought it was a Boy, were you in for like a big surprise? (laughs) Yeah. So I get there and I'm I'm expecting like yoga pants yoga, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's what I think I'm getting into. But I walk in, this woman's wearing like all white, she has a turban on. Um, you know, the beads and everything and the like, incense everywhere and look in the room, there's like gongs and stuff. What the fuck is this? You're like, she I already had, paid. So I'm staying. Yeah. Let's see what the fuck happens. <laughs> 100%. That's what happens. She's like, she introduces herself to me. She's like, hi, my name's, my name's Prem Dave. I'm like, that's in my head. I'm like, that's not your fucking name. You know that <laughs> no, you weren't born with that. You know, Don't like, lie to me already. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, she has, she has a spiritual name, like, whatever, dude. Well, I paid the fucking 60 bucks. So I'm going to get as many classes out of this as possible. So I go in, I struggle through the first class. It's all like bre- breathing exercises and like just weird movements, like moving your spine back and forth while you're sitting in Indian style. It's called easy pose. But at the time I, I would have equated yeah. it to, Indian style. And I, I couldn't sit in that for very long. So it was like really uncomfortable, whatever. But again, I'm cheap. I keep going. So one day we're, we're in this meditation and all of a sudden at the base of my spine, I experienced, it was very, it was subtle, but it was enough that I could feel it. I feel this energy moving in like a figure eight pattern, okay. like pushing, like pushing me just very subtly. Something just pushing back and forth, you know, like figure eight or the infinity symbol, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Just and, that curvature, like you could yeah. feel the curvature. And like, I, I was an athlete when I was a kid. I wrestled in college. Like, I've always been very in tune to like my body and physical sensations. And like, 
I know what it feels like to have cramps, broken bones, you know, muscle spasms, muscle tears, I've done it all, right? This was something I had never experienced. This wasn't physical, really. I mean, it, it kind of, it had like a feeling to it. It's hard to explain, right? So, uh, but I have this, it's, it's subtle, it but it's there. Is. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? Um, and so that was like my first thing. Like, well, I want to try to have more of that, you know? And uh, so I, again, I, I stick with it. And then I start the Groupon's done. I start paying full price for the classes, right? I'm like, this is awesome. And it's- You're it, not really I, sure where, where it's going yet. Yeah. But you know, you want to keep going. My life starts transforming a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a few months, maybe like a six month process that with these things are happening. And then um, I start reading more spiritual books and I'm becoming more open to things. And I have a friend who suggests, hey, I actually know somebody. And th- this is the other thing too. When you, when you, create that space where you like allow yourself to talk to other people about it. Other people have experiences that they want to talk about, but they, they, not everyone, but a lot of people have these experiences that they're afraid to talk about because they don't want to mm-hmm. sound like fucking crazy. So I'm opening yeah. up to a, 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 a friend of mine and she's like, well, we have a family friend who does these like past life readings. You should, you should try that. You know, that might be the next thing for you. Um, so, okay. So she, t- she, signs me up You're for like, it. like, I'm being open. So let's yeah. see, like, why I, at not? That point, I, I, at that point, I, the realization was like, I just, I have to be more open to this stuff. Cause I never would have went to a Kundalini yoga studio before. And like, look what I experienced. Like I need to be more open. I need to experience as much as I can. And not everything's going to give you a profound experience, but if you're if you're not open to it, you're not going to have any of yeah, it. Yeah, right? not to throw you off, but isn't it yeah. funny how when you start being open and you're like having these experiences, minor, big, you know, strange, odd, whatever, you're just curious about them. How if yeah. you do start talking to them, it's like it starts you start getting directed, like your friend is then directing oh, yeah. you another direction, and it's like maybe at the time you're not thinking this is interesting that I'm being directed all these directions, but I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, these experiences find you, you know, that they, they find you. So anyway, she signs me up for this past life reading and I ask her like, what's the procedure for it? And she tells me like, okay, she's going to clear your chakras first and then like kind of get you in a trance and go from there. So I, I, I'm also, I don't know, I have like a certain personality, a strong personality. Right. So like, and I'm competitive. So I'm like thinking to myself, well, I want to have the clearest fucking chakras <laughs> possible before this happens. So that when she goes to clear my chakras, they're like the squeakiest clean chakras anyone could ever. She's going to be so impressed by you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, She's going to, I'm going to blow her out of the fucking water with my chakras. Right. (laughs) I don't really know what chakras are at this point in my journey. Like you're just, I have no, I don't know. So like I, I like start Googling, I look up like a meditation to clear your chakras. And I do this, what I refer to like a back alley chakra clearing. I do this meditation to myself (laughs) and I have this like intense urge. This is the middle of the day. I'm living in California. It's sunny all the time. There's no, I can't block light from my apartment where I live there. So I get this really intense urge to lay down, to turn all the electronics off and lay down. I'm not like a midday napper. I don't, this is just, it's out of character for me, but I just do it. I go with it. So like I, I, I turn everything off and it's silent and it's as dark as it can be. And I'm just laying there like feeling odd. And then I get this like feeling in my head. It's not, not a voice, not hearing a voice, but it's like, if you said these words to me and then my brain translates the sounds of the words okay. that you say, right. And you, that's how our brains work, right? We hear the words, 
we make the definitions based on what, what we think they are, right? We, we have a meaning. So I'm getting that the words aren't there. I'm just getting the meaning. Are you ready? I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, who? <laughs> and, and then it got a little more specific. Like, do, are you sure you want this? Uh, yeah. I don't know what, you know. Sure. Are you sure you want this? Yes. <laughs> and then they ask again, like, are you sure? Sure. Yes. I have a shocker lady to impress. Let's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> yeah. So at that moment, when I said yes the second time, this intense feeling, like maybe being at the bottom of a bungee cord, like for, but pulling from my solar plexus, I just feel this intense pull. And then all of a sudden I'm sucked out into space. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing this. This was as real as it fucking gets and, and bizarre. Uh, and so I'm terrified. So now I'm trying to communicate again with this mental whatever the fuck's going on. Like, okay, I changed my mind. I don't want this, but I'm still going. Never mind. Take me back. <laughs> then it stops. It stops for a moment. And I'm just there. And I try to look, like, look at my body. I don't have a fucking body. And I'm just out in space for a moment. There's something there. I, I don't see it. I can see, I have the, the imagery of space, right? I can see just whatever. And as I was like leaving, I could see earth getting smaller and I could see the galaxy getting smaller, whatever. But I'm just there. Something's with me. And I, I'm, I'm terrified. And I'm like, all right, we'll take you back. And I start, to, I start to get sucked back in. And I feel something else attached now to me. I don't know what I was out there with. There's I, no I really turning no back idea. after this, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> you, you couldn't. Again, and I'm like, dude, I'm, like, I'm, not, on, I'm not on drugs. I wasn't like drinking. It was, it was nothing. It was, there's no fucking explanation for this. And I feel this. Uh, presence attached to me as I'm coming back and like I'm instantly feeling calmer when I feel this presence attached and then I'm hearing like it's okay you're okay it's fine it's really not a big deal oh almost like dude you're kind of being a bitch about it so you didn't say it that way but that's how I, that's how I felt like you're kind of being a you might have been projecting now. that you're like yeah, okay yeah. I know I'm fine I got this that's what my, <laughs> my ego is making sense of it but then all this then I'm back I'm back on the couch right and I look over and sitting like right by my head on the armchair of my, or the arm of my like Ikea Poang chair that I have in my living room is this like tall, slender woman in like a white robe. And she just like, lets me know, Hey, you were okay. You, we just wanted to let you know that, that we're here and we're with you. Um, but everything's good. We're always around. We're always around. So it's like, that's the message I get from it. Ben, I got to go. Okay. <laughs> Bye. There's like a purple hue that I'm seeing, right? On everything. But I'm, it's my fucking living room. It's everything with this woman there. And then I like blink my eyes and everything looks back to normal and she's gone. So that was, like you said, it's hard to like kind of go mm-hmm. back after that. Uh, there's no logical explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't know. I, I, I can tell you that it definitely launched me into uh start asking questions yeah Yeah. start asking questions and go okay i mean talk about if you need to get opened up i mean there's (laughs) that that's gonna open you the fuck up i I will i will say and i wish i've tried to like duplicate it especially back then i know it's so hard to duplicate an experience you can't you're not supposed to you're not meant to but i didn't Mm -hmm. understand that so like of course i was like chasing that dragon for a little bit um you know, until I got a little bit calmer and a little bit wiser. It's just like, 
you just take, you take whatever comes as it comes and yeah. trust that you're going to experience what you need to experience and stay open. And, and you, you know, the things, things will happen and connections happen. But as far as what I experienced, you know, there's some other things that I do talk about in there, like going to Reiki mm-hmm. training. That was cool. And the way that came to be was really interesting and feeling that Reiki energy, which, you know, a year before I was in that training, if you would have t- talked to me about Reiki energy, I would like get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to play make believe with you is what really what I would have yeah. thought I probably said because I was an asshole about it. Um, yeah. But there's something to all that stuff. And, and, is that you know, what you, you is that what you think made you want to document and then eventually write a yeah. book? Was it like you were thinking, oh, there is so many me's, the previous version of me out there, and maybe reading yeah. this and the honesty of being like, you know, hey, like before, yet like yesterday, before I went to this Kundalini session, and then the day before I decided to do this sh- uh, chakra meditation on like YouTube or whatever you had searched, you know, I searched it out on. Yeah. Like before I did that, I would have never, if someone told me this, that this was going to happen to me, I would be like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. You no, know, like, was that what, mo- do you think that's what motivated you a little bit to write? Yeah. It? Yeah, because I'm I'm a lot of things, but unique is not one of them. I, I I know that I'm not alone in how I felt before, and like I'm not. I, I've done a lot of work, and I and I I practice meditation every day now. Like I I do a lot of things to kind of uh, encourage that, but it's not anything. I'm not doing anything that other people can't do, and there's a lot of people probably could do it a much better and and commit uh you know more more wholeheartedly, but. I, anyway, I, I know, I just, I know that there are people, if I felt that way, I know there's other people who feel that the same way that I used to, and that th- there will be. And that I think that's just like very much in line with like human nature. And then if you experience enough adversity uh, and life kind of kicks your ass enough, I think that mm-hmm. it's really easy to just fall into that trap. Like this is fucking pointless. If there yeah. is a God, if you, if you, if, if you don't have a lot of things going for you and for you to believe that there is a God, then you also have to like acknowledge that same notion. And maybe this is what I, how I felt like, okay, well my life fucking sucks right now. So if there is a God, he <laughs> hates me. Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. And, and it's hard not to feel that way because if there is a God, Oh, sorry. You're if, fine. There, if there is a God, like why am I experiencing these shitty things? And th- and that's like, it's God just was just phoning in. Like, don't call yeah. me an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you not? Can you not you guys do that? We're trying to sell people who are uh, saying there's nothing out there, and you're out here going, "This guy's a dickhead." Sometimes. Yeah. He well, I, and I talk about, and I, not to like, I don't want to hate on people who are into religion wholeheartedly because you know it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we all have our own things, right? And you're, like, we're all here to do. And I, be, I do believe in like reincarnation, so I do think we come back different times and. If I wasn't like a devout Catholic previously, there'll be a life where I come back and I am that and I experience that, right? So I do believe that that's, how, that's kind of how it works. But, but like the very first thing for me as a child that I had a hard time grasping, like God created everything, okay? Uh, and then if, you're, if you do what God said, he also created these rules, you know, you get to go to heaven, okay? And, and if you don't follow these rules, you have to go to hell. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So why did God make a hell? You know, and I can't get over that. You know, like, you lose me really quick in that Sunday initial. school. Like, what? Why did he do that? That's shitty to me. Like, you're kind of a that's a dick move, God. If you the second thing you did was make hell, like you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you just could have made like a second chance. I thought place. you were all loving. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, so 
they lost me pretty quick. It's pretty conditional pretty quickly there. Pretty Uh, conditional love there. (laughs) And maybe that'll be my karma next life where I'll be telling everyone that they're going to go to hell and believe Mm -hmm. it, you know. Like you do kind of in at least in most countries, you get the um, indoctrination of, you know, here's this country or this location's local religion that is mostly followed or here's the couple mm-hmm. that are mostly followed. And then you have the option of not, you know, participating in that. And it seems like it's it's it seems like no accident that there isn't this third option of like, hey, explore yourself, find out who you are. And then start feeling whatever's out there calling to you to direct you and guide you and uh, whatever you end up wanting to call that, whether it's, you know, God or whatever word you want to use. Or if you just want to say like, you know, the uni- there's something in the universe, there's something going on that's, you know, guiding my path in seemingly strange ways. It seems like almost purposeful that not everyone gets to that third thought, that that it's like either this or that, right? Anytime I see binary thinking where it's this or that, and it's just like, you know, you're either, you're either, you know, we'll just use America for, since most of my listeners are probably here, like, oh, you're either, you know, a Christian or you're an atheist. You don't believe at all. Like you're either all in or you're all out. Maybe there's a third option where I can explore the, the complexities of what it is to be alive and what the universe is. Is what's going on in the universe. Um, it seems like it isn't an accident. It seems like people are more complicit and comply. And people just submit if they just pick one or the other. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a shift to have, we question a lot, but there, there was people the generation before who kind of paved the road for us to have these questions mm-hmm. and us to feel this way. And, and it seems kind of funny that it's like, uh, if you get caught up in say, you know, when you're in your teens or your early twenties and you do pick, okay, I'm going to, you know, go into this religion that my family's participated in or whatever reason, or you say, Oh, I'm going to, you know, just nothing. This is it. I'm not going to fuck around with this shit at all. I'm done. Like this is exactly as it seems. This is how I feel. And I'm not interested. Like, please don't talk to me about it, basically. So it's like when you make that decision, it's almost like um, you'd have to do a lot of work and experience a lot of things to undo it, whichever one you make. It's almost like you have to almost earn the idea of having a third coming Mm -hmm. of yourself, a third like analyzation of the world and yourself and your part in it. Yeah. And I, I do think it's important to note too, like, a moment that I had in church that was a really positive experience for me was, um, you know, our priest in, in the church we were at, um, he would sometimes give sermons and, and bring in ideas from other religions. And like, he would, he would talk about Judaism and, and really like just made it a safe space for it to be okay. Like it really doesn't matter if you, and I believe that I honestly believe that he felt that like you, it's okay if you're mm-hmm. Jewish, it's okay if you're whatever. And I think he was one of the good ones, right? And I, but I, ironically, like there's people that were I was sitting in the same church with, who like weren't picking up on that, and <laughs> who weren't accepting if people were other religions. If you were They're a like, religion he's just being from, nice. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> they had this thing where like, if you're a religion that's not what I believe, then you're fucking you're wrong. And I and there's like this weird thing that happens. We're all tying it into ego, and 
our answer to the big question, right? Like I can't be wrong about it. Cause that means I'm an idiot. Like when truth is none of us are going to ever fucking know until we're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then there might be some answers that we get, but who knows if we even get them then, you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. this isn't set up so we can know what, what's going on, I don't think <laughs> yeah. what was the point. If we, if you could find the answer, someone would find the fucking answer and we'd all just mm-hmm. do that. And everyone would have the answer It'd be boring as shit. It seems um, like the only clear yeah. answer I've come to is to to literally, you know, right now that mo- this moment right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's something. Is. Yeah, I think you can say that, and I think you can find a million quotes from a million teachers about what it means to be present. Um, mm-hmm. and different ones are going to resonate with different people. Different religions talk about it in um, different ways that resonate with their followers and. Um, the people who believe like that, that resonates with them. And I think that's why I don't actually like, <laughs> I don't even have a problem or like a negative feeling. Cause I feel like, oh, well, if that, if all these religions aren't speaking to me, that's cause they're not for me. Maybe they're for somebody else to find a path to be enlightened in who they are. And this is a, this is something for them. It's not for me and that's okay. And that's okay because they're going to be here now. They're going to be a good person. They're going to show up in all the ways we can show up for each other. And they're going to know who the fuck they are. And I think that, again, the best thing we can do is know who we are and what we want, why we want what we want, and participate in that in a very genuine, authentic way. Because anytime we're lying about that, or we're not even trying to figure that out, we are doing a disservice to ourselves, which is going to do a disservice to everyone we encounter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be. You'll help the world so much more if you know who you are. And I don't know if, for me, it's like an ongoing thing, and I, it's a question that I, I don't feel that I'm that close to an answer to. But I'm just getting trying to get a little closer every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do feel like I'm getting closer to that, I'm a better person. Uh, when I, I'm just better to other people, I'm putting myself in positions where I can be helpful. I mean, there's no worse feeling than like being in a position. <laughs> where people are depending on you, but like, you're just not a fit for that. Like that fucking sucks. So I think the more you like you you present it to them, you're this thing that you're not. Yeah. Like, Oh God, why? You know, that's, it's just, it's terrible. You don't feel good about it. You're letting people down. That's like, it's awful. But I, I, that happens so often when, when you're like, when you're not very clear about where to go or, you know, what you should be doing. um, It's really easy to get yourself in these situations where you don't, you're just not a good fit and and it it makes it worse and then you harp on how you feel and you and i i really believe that uh we're kind of like magnets for experiences so you're like stuck on that emotion of like i just fucking i messed this up i let everyone down like i i'm the worst and you attract more of those feelings you're putting out i'm the worst you just get more situations to be the worst to be the worst you, then yeah yeah the give the universe is just like oh this is what you're this is what you're a magnet for right now. Oh, it can take a yeah. long time to figure out you're doing that to yourself. I like to say that like <sighs> yeah. people are writing their own fanfic in their head about how yeah. they're how it's gonna be shitty. They're yeah. like, nothing good's ever gonna happen again for anybody or me. <laughs> you're and like we all know those people. Why are they, you telling yourself that and then asking what's wrong? <laughs> yep. We know those people and they have habitual bad luck. And like you look at it, you'd be like, how could this constantly happen? How can the same person like how does this person get a flat tire every seven months? That's in fucking mm-hmm. possible. You know, I've never had a flat, like how, you know, but we know that we know everyone knows someone like that. And it's, we, 
for me, that was like one of the first examples when I was like reading the law of attraction. I'm not a huge fan of like the secret, by the way, but it's something I read early on. And, and it's kind of like a good, I think, like early on book. It's just the way it's written to kind of just present to other ideas. It, yeah. yeah. But when I was for me, it was like easy to see all the negatives. Like because I, I was a very negative person at the time. It was just easy for me to to tr- uh, connect the dots with those negative situations. And then I started really observing it in other people who I think were like outliers of being negative. I'm like, oh my God, that can't be a coincidence that they're, they're yeah. constantly complaining, constantly saying that, telling everyone else you need to be careful because terrible things are going to happen to them. And, and then just bad shit happens to them all the time. Over and over. And then you, and then you, when you start observing other people, again, when I say observing other people, I hope people always know I mean in a completely non judgmental way. You're just taking in their life and how they uh, approach the world and how they carry themselves. When you see in the opposition, yeah, it's easy to pick up the negative people like attracting negativity, but even better when you see someone you like really admire like their joy or their their genuine like these people that there's I don't know if you've encountered it but I know this like woman who literally just goes above and beyond for everyone else without you know overdoing herself and she's just so kind and compassionate and she's gotten lucky with so many things in her life well what people would call lucky um where it's just like she's just like oh wow this worked out or you know oh wow this and i'm like that is there's no way that it doesn't work in the opposition that if you're gonna if you really genuine the thing is though the secret i think is that you have to be genuine you can't just wake up and be like oh yeah i'm gonna be great and then inside your head you're like oh fuck this is a lie this is a lie this is a lie this is a lie it's not gonna be great it's gonna be horrible and then it's like if you're letting that thought it doesn't matter what you're saying if you're not really going to try to mean it. Yeah. And the expectations, I think, are really important, too. And it's tough to, to give that up because we, we think we're going to manifest something and we try to get very specific. And this is exactly what I want. When if you can, I think if you can connect and, and I've had experience and success by, by reframing this. So I'm not just saying that this is how I think it is, something like I've done and I've experienced, but if you can focus on whatever that thing is, if it's very specific, like just focus on the feeling that you think you're going to have when you get that and really focus on man, just manifesting that feeling. Like, this is how I feel. Like, what's the, why do you really want that thing? Right. Because what I've learned is that a lot of the times I'm not really great at making decisions for myself. Right. So I think I want things that, I don't really need and that aren't as good as the things that I can actually bring to me through this. So like what's if good I, for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what's best. I fucking don't know anything. And that's the truth. And so I don't know what's best, but if I can focus on the feelings that I want, I can manifest those feelings and I'll get the things that give me those feelings and the, the situations and the opportunities. Like if I, if I focus though on very specific, like I need this to happen, it's, it's just not going to work out that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm likely blocking myself from bigger and better things because I'm limiting it to like what I can picture in my head. And there's a, a rational mind, right? So like, it, it's hard to imagine things that I can't connect the dots to. So I, I also, not only am I like focusing on something specific that I think I want, but I can easily connect the dots. So I have all this expectation on how it's supposed to play out and it's not going to fucking work out that way. And so then I see it like, oh, well, it's not working out how I thought. So now I'm, I'm telling myself like, well, it's not going to fucking happen. And I was doing that for a long time. This is why I'm not a huge fan of the secret because I didn't 
Not because it was, it was her like, that it was author, discouraging I, you. Yeah. Well, of- <laughs> I, because I fucking misinterpreted it is, <laughs> yeah. is again, you know, let me take responsibility for that. Yeah. Um, but when I learned the real, when I learned how to like genuinely do this and, and kind of how to focus that energy and be a magnet for the experiences, a big part of that was you have to entirely, at least for me, I had to give up expectation a hundred percent. You know, I just had to let go of any of that and really just focus on, um, feelings and experiences. You know, how can I, how can I draw this? You know, how do I want to feel? And then, and you just trust. Then the hardest part, you you just trust, you know, that it's going to fucking be there. Like Mm -hmm. you were saying about your friend that it always works out. I guarantee she knows it's always going to fucking work out. She knows she believes it's going to work it. out. It's yeah. just about, I think, believing yeah. that, th- that there is good. Her, and that's, yeah, that, yeah. And, that, and it, that's why it's going to always work out. And it's hard. If you, if you, and like a lot of people, you don't really get on a spiritual path if you haven't had some like rough shit go down mm-hmm. in your life previously too. I, 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 I don't think you're really drawn to this stuff unless, unless it was pretty tough at some point. So yeah. it's, you have to like relearn that not only, not only like you have to convince yourself this can happen to me, but then you have to just fucking know without a sh- without a shadow of doubt that that it's going to happen, and that's that's where that's it, the hardest part. That's the next level to it, you know. When you really you know it, you trust it, and you, it's a fucking fact. It's shit's going to work out and for I don't, me no matter I don't know, what. I don't know about you, but I feel like over and over again, it's like uh, the situations you get in test you. Um, like test your reaction almost it's like something bad happened like say you're like floating on a cloud everything's right everything's going good you're you know you're showing up for yourself you're showing up for everybody everything is great and then you know life throws you a quick curveball and it's like you have this second before you react where you have to go how am I going to react to this am I going to have grace and am I going to or am I going to use my subconscious reaction that I'm used to where I'm like oh fuck Fuck yeah. this. Fuck everyone. Everything's a pile of shit now just because one day, you know, like you just start yeah. throwing everything away. And it's like you I think part of it is I've had to learn and I, and I still get caught up sometimes over and over. Like, no, that's not true. You know, like it's like uh, the other day we had like a thing in our car break. And I remember when it broke, I was like. I had that second, like, because now I can even get to that second. Before, if you would have asked me when I was, like, 25 how I reacted when shit went wrong, it was always like, ah. It was just like, a, a meet, there was no moment. There was no second to think and uh, be present in what really just happened and what how I was going to react. And I was like, oh, you know, there's always, oh, the car broke, but there was no accident. Yeah. So I can deal with this shit because there's no there's no help in me getting panicked or angry or stress. Like it's not going to make the car fix that I feel like I'm doing something about it by being like rah, 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 or like whatever emotion that I used to subconsciously react with is not going to help. So instead I'm gonna find what did go right here and try to focus my energy on that and then realize that this is part of life. Like it, it is all grist for the mill as Ram Dass says, like it's yeah. all, it's all like, it's fine. It's always, it's always, and when you're in the present moment, you can, when you know how to get in the present moment, first of all, you can be in that situation where shit is horrible, shit's stressful and you can go, but right now, right here, right now, this car isn't breaking. I'm just sitting here waiting for the tow truck and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and imagine if this ties back into like the the stories that we tell ourselves that I was talking about early on in this, like imagine if you didn't feel that you had to judge 
whatever the experience is, you have to put it in a box, right? Like that's, that's the real issue is something you're driving, your car breaks down. And then you think that you have to put this experience, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? So you have to put it in the bad box. Well, imagine if you just got rid of the fucking boxes, yeah. you know, and, and we, and you probably know people like that too, who are like, they just see it for what it is. Um, and that's where it really, what the meditation practices has, has kind of relief. given me. Yeah. You know, okay. The car broke down. That, that's all it is. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. This is just what you're experiencing. And I, I think I, tying it into like the law of attraction stuff too. I think that when, when you can kind of approach everything with somewhat of a neutral mindset, it keeps you open and like, who knows, you know, maybe the car breaking down is, is, is uh, part of what needed to happen for you to get the next fucking thing that you've been dying to, yep. to have. Oh, yeah. You don't know because we're, we're not, when you start going there, you're just it. like the car broke yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder I mean, what's going to happen when this tow truck comes. Wonder what's going to happen because I'm going to be late to something else today. Is something else cool yeah. going to happen? And you start being like, what's going to happen? And how much more fun is that? If you, if that's how yeah. you look at it, like, Oh, th- Oh, this is awesome. This is exciting. I wasn't expecting this. What does this mean? I mean, it would be tough to have that mentality, but I mean, imagine, imagine your life. If you could kind of take that power back and, Smile. and stop putting things in. Yeah. Putting things in these boxes and then just kind of just be and, and kind of go with it. Yeah. And I don't think you even have to have, um, some sort of, uh, spiritual experience to do that. I think that's something that that's why I love doing this podcast. That's why I love talking to different kinds of people who are just, you know, really different and they're just sharing their experience. And I think being alive is hard and, uh, but it doesn't have to be. There is a choice in there that we're empowered to, to take. We don't always take it. We're not always going to take it, but I think the more you can remember to take it, it's, it's better. Yeah. Yeah. How does, how do you stay conscious of that? I mean, I can hop on here with you and have this discussion and say that this is, this is a better way to live, but you know, I I could go right back into tomorrow. My car could fucking break down and I'll be cursing at everyone. And like, who can I blame for this? You know, who the fuck can I get revenge on for this? You know, it's like, you know, I don't think, I don't think you ever get immune uh, to that too. And Mm -hmm. it's really just being in that scenario. There's a moment I'd hopefully catch myself and, and, and get back to, you know, an even keel. But um, yeah, it would be, it would be great if it was like that all the time, but life would also be kind of boring too. If there, there wasn't shit to work on. Right. Yeah. There wasn't a switch ups all the time. Is there any final, not final thought, but (laughs) final thing you want to, uh, maybe leave with that you either wrote or have been thinking about lately? I guess like my, my final message, uh, so to speak with whoever's listening, you know, just however you feel or whatever you think, whether you agree, disagree, you know, whatever the case may be, like, it's okay to feel that way. It's awesome. Like keep being you, you know, it, it dive, lean in, <laughs> dive into it. And, uh, you know, no, no matter what anyone's telling you, podcast, book, whatever you're reading, like, go, go with what feels right to you always, Mm -hmm. you know? And if that's, and I know we were, we were hard on the the churches today, but if church is your thing, fucking keep that as your thing. You know what I mean? Like do just always, we need all the perspectives we can get. Yeah. Trust yourself. You you have the answers. Everyone has the answers of what's right for them. And you're the only one who's ever going to be able to figure out what's right for you. And just, and just, you know, no matter what, always trust yourself and, and, and just know that you got it. And um, is there any where I'm going to link um, if you guys are listening and you want to check out his book, I'm going to link it in the description if you want to check it out. 
Um, is there, uh, where is it being sold? And also, is there any like social media you want people to check out? Yeah. So there is, um, the Amazon it's on Amazon. There's Kindle version, um, or ebook version, whatever you call it. It's on Barnes and Nobles. Um, you may be able to find it. It's accessible at any bookstore too. So if you have a local bookstore that, that you love, you should be able to go in there and, uh, ask them, um, to order it as well. Uh, but you always have Amazon as the backup. And then I have, I do have a Facebook page. I'm not super active on it, but uh, spiritual AF book, uh, okay. on Facebook and, in, and Instagram, we, we got that going too. Um, just a few pictures. There was like some funny covers that I had made for <laughs> that didn't make the actual cover, just some little shit like that, that we, that we share. And then my, my name is exactly the same, uh, on the book as it is on like Facebook and on social media outlets. So I'm not really on Instagram. I, I missed the boat on that one. I'm like, like a year too old to like be into it, but, um, you can, <laughs> like you can Facebook request me if you want to talk more or send fucking hate mail, whatever the case may be. I'm open to all of it. Uh, you shoot me a message on there, you know, whatever the case may be, if I, I will always respond and, and, and respond to whoever's reaching out. So. Awesome. Thank you for being present with me tonight. And it is it is vulnerable to put yourself out there in these conversations and even more vulnerable to put your name on a book and, you know, whether confidently, unconfidently, unsure, excited, whatever the emotions were, put it out there and let people read your story and your experiences. And uh, just people do that, you know, whatever you feel called to do, please do it. Because every time you're you're showing up for you, you're you're helping us all out, I think. I think that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we connected. We'll this have, awesome. Yeah. We'll have to chat more. I love new friends. You can't have enough of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow. Thank you, Willie Kadnowski. What a fun chat. I love when they just surf all over the place. It's a good time. Ah. <sighs> I will include the links to purchase Willie's Katnowski's book, Spiritual as Fuck. If you were intrigued by this conversation and would like to read more about his story, I highly recommend it. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Lead with love. If you want to keep up to date with me on the day-to-day, here and there, every now and then, when I feel like playing along on social media, I will include all of those in the description as well. And if you're feeling extra kind after enjoying this very, very fun conversation, you should leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, you know? Let's go out with one more deep breath in through the nose, hold for five, out through the mouth for ten. All right, you guys ready? shake your ass this week and lead with love this has been awareness with amanda lynn